The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. anything since um i spoke to you last hello i've got a theme tune do you want to hear me theme tune yeah yay yeah. right right okay and then you can <clears throat> guess if you can tell what uh my oh no it started hang on stop stop wait no there's an advert right i've got to talk a minute while the advert plays for my theme tune um for my podcast what is called I'm not watching that shh, shh I'm not doing that fuck off right ready Bye. my name's Kelly <laughs> Kelly <laughs> the twat I've had norovirus but I'm not gonna get into all that now I'm here having a chat <laughs> Telling Jake and Harry why I'm not watching that. Yeah! As you can tell, there'll be no difference in quality from previous episodes. Um, so yeah, my guests today are Jake and Harry. One of them's not here, so we'll get onto that in a bit. Do you want to join our Patreon? I surnames, Kelly. <laughs> Jake Donaldson and Harry. What's his surname now? He's married. I don't know. Ford. Yeah, I don't think it's changed. Ah. Oh, is it one of them modern marriages, is it? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Jake Donaldson and Harry Ford, what are both comedians and friends and are good? Hello, Jake. Hello. 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 I didn't realise we were going straight into this. I, I didn't think we were, and then he got involved. Yeah, no, because <laughs> Harry's not here yet. Harry's doing the intro. I'm doing Hello, the intro. everybody, I'm Lee. I won't be speaking again until Kelly fucks up. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Do you want to, as I was saying, do you want to join our Patreon? It's dead good. Uh, we are felt now. If you join our Patreon, you get loads of free shit. You get g- tickets. You get gigs for tickets. Tickets for gigs. Uh, other stuff. He's looking away. T- prompt me. Prompt me, Lee. You know what? I'm happy with that, mate. <laughs> just, there you go. Yeah, just say patreon.com slash felt now. Patreon.com slash felt now. Then tell them what your podcast's about. Oh, you're a pot. You didn't realise it. Um, my podcast is about having not watched things, um, which I haven't done. Um, and then people tell us why I should, and then I probably won't anyway. But you know, we'll we'll pretend. Um, aye, that's it. You did very well. Thank you. Jake Donaldson and Harry Ford, what are both comedians and are very good. And I'm going to stop pinging me bra because that's going to pick up on the thing as well. Sorry. Um, sorry. Um, no, they've come to tell me about a thing that they've watched that I haven't. Um, and we are in an office. It's very but I, I know because I haven't watched The Office. But right, it's, it's, it's more than that because Harry, you have watched The American Office. I, I'm representing the UK office. Yeah, but you haven't seen... 
I have. The UK. Uh, I've, 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 stop. <laughs> you haven't seen the UK office. No. No. I, I, he, he hasn't. I haven't seen the You UK haven't office. seen the UK office, but you have seen the American office. Yes, the right. superior one. Ooh, oh, right. Uh, I see how it is. Okay. So there's a bit of a triangle of not having seen anything, really. I haven't seen either. Um, why do. Right, well, I'll explain. Right. Is I this the podcast? This is the podcast. <laughs> it's very low quality. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew that. <coughs> um, no, I didn't watch it basically because uh, I thought the theme tune. Was, was it like Rod Stewart or fucking Stereophonics was, or something? Okay, so it was. I, I thought, ah, fuck that, <laughs> and then I just didn't watch it. So, so if I remember rightly, they didn't have a budget for either Rod or Stereophonics, so it is in fact a sort of no-name uh, studio group who recorded the sort of iconic Office theme. Uh, so, yeah. That's... And then the Stereophonics decided... Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't oh. know, actually. I, I reckon Stereophonics leech off leached off the success of UK office yeah, and went people yeah. like that song now let's yeah. do it Gen- genuinely I went to see the Stereophonics live um, about I don't know six years ago or something like that mm. and before they play that song they talk about how it's now uh, it was used as the the theme tune to one of the most iconic shows ever but they didn't get any money for it and they're <laughs> quite pissed off about that as and a, good not but, should they yeah, yeah. Shit. I think it was written by Manfred Mann the the singer from Manfred Mann whose name I don't know so I'm going to call him Manfred Mann yeah. <laughs> I assume he is is, is, is he not? Man- of course he's not called Manfred Mann Manfred Mann is in Manfred Mann but he's the keyboardist really? yeah, yeah so I'm not I'm not that thick I, there's, there's definitely a, a man called Manfred Mann hence the name yeah it's, it's just sounds like a made up name oh, it's probably Mann. a stage it's like name I, I, don't, I don't believe that Mick Fleetwood was really called Mick Fleetwood and he was a band called Fleetwood Mac it's not a stupid name isn't it well nobody eat like did like they named the band after his surname. Yeah, Mick, they were like, Mick "Do you want to join our band? We're called Fleetwood Mac." Oh my god, you guys! Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna believe this. In, in of itself, Mick Fleetwood is not an exotic or unusual name. Mick Fleetwood probably works in a factory somewhere. <laughs> Your name's Mick Fleetwood. I can't believe it. Fair enough. <laughs> Would have been an amazing coincidence though if yeah. if a band if he had joined the band after the name. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's another one that I am. Um, was a bit scared of at first because uh, I used to do a dance to Albatross when I was about seven. And then they were like, <laughs> do you want to extend and listen to some of their other songs? And I was like, do you know what? I'll leave it. And I'm, I'm sorry because it would have been all right. Have, have any of the previous episodes ever gone as off topic as quickly you as this one? You would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, you, so you've watched The Office. I haven't. And, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, the thing is as well, with things like this, we were talking about this with Harry Potter. It's like, uh, yeah, some people were into it beforehand, but considering what a massive con Ricky Gervais is, mm-hmm. doing it retrospectively, like it's gonna Harder have now, to be bloody good, like to make me go yeah. back and sit through that. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't do, I do agree to an extent. Uh, yeah. But then I also Ricky Gervais is one of those people who I think is really quite easy to split into like the good period. And then almost within the span of about just split him down two months, just yeah. within the span of about two months, sometime him. around when we got into the 2010s, he just immediately went to shit. Mm. Probably around the time of like Life's Too Short, then it was Derek, then it was the hating trans people, then it was just whatever the fuck he does now. So I, I still enjoy The Office because to me it is almost like an entirely separate, pre-massive fame, pre-massive dickhead yeah. person. Mm. 
But if you want to watch a version of it that doesn't have him in it, then just watch the US one, which is oh, part it? of the reason yeah. it's a superior version. Yeah. So, uh, he, he does, so, he so, so, makes so, a cameo. Yeah, so he's only in so, once, though. Even so, so he contained things. Did he... So did America do that thing where they tried to cram everything into one season and then start writing their own? Kind of, yeah. So like they did with Shameless. Yeah, so the US office, the first series, uh, is basically just the scripts have been lifted from the UK office and right. they've been sort and they've of just sucked all of the subtlety and nuance. Well, and not, yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they have particularly. I would say that you don't need to watch the first series if you've seen the UK one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the English one is... Lots of awkward silences, and the American one is just lots of shouting. No, not really. I not? think that no, the Amer- I think it's quite subtle. The American one, like compared to other American podcasts. Uh, oh sorry, yeah, okay, uh, that's fine. You followed up with <coughs> compared to other American sitcoms, so that's fine. I've less, I've less. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I think it's. Um, I mean, there is obviously some big, ridiculous, shouty bits in it, and yeah. uh, but like, there's also a lot of it. A lot of the comedy in it is silent. It's like you know the way that Jim looks at the camera, or the way that was uh, it. Was it the British office, the American office, where a cat got chucked through a roof during a, 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 a fire drill? Yeah, that did happen in the American office, but uh, it, it's not a real cat. Like, no, no, I was just, I was, I was just amused by the the subtle, the subtle humour of the American office, where a cat <laughs> once got chucked through a roof. But yeah, you know, yeah, you know it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an implied taste. All right. So what, what made you both start watching it? I honestly can barely remember a time I hadn't seen the UK office. I reckon it was because my dad had like the original kind of VHS when it was first released. So I would have been far too young to get any of the jokes or appreciate the nuance. Oh, so this is like me. We dropped a dead donkey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I only recently realised didn't mean actually drop a physical donkey. What does drop a dead donkey mean? I thought it meant drop a dead donkey off the front page because they've got a better story yeah. Oh, okay yeah I, I thought it I, was literally throw a donkey my knowledge of drop with a donkey is incredibly limited <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to Sorry, know yeah. to, to the fact that it exists <laughs> yes yeah. i'm aware of a title and yeah. that's it yeah. um so yeah i honestly it's that sort of i'm alan partridge faulty towers blackadder those are mm. like the kind of four that even before i really understood comedy before i understood really television anything like that i would have definitely watched that so mm-hmm. that is, so yeah i i've there's barely been a time I've been conscious that I've not been aware of the UK office, oh. as I hate to call it. So it was, uh, what's the, oh God, there's a word, there's a word for it, it's that word. Indoctrination? No, <laughs> um, for, sort of ingrained in yeah, societal like, level. It's just, I've it never just looked is. at it quite as philosophically as that, yeah. but you're probably right. Yeah. I started watching the US office because my girlfriend at the time said it was really good and mm. uh, I didn't like want to, to hate me. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, but I was quite against it at first. I'd, I'd never seen, I have seen bits of the UK office because um, yeah. we once got a free DVD of the first episode of the UK office that came free with a Sunday newspaper when I oh, was a kid. Oh, do you remember kid. them? Yeah, yeah. We collected, I've still got them all. Uh, yeah. Collected, they all you got like a one episode of a load of classic sitcoms yeah, every yeah. Sunday, um, and uh, all you had to do was sell your soul to the sun for uh, <laughs> one day a week. But mm. the um, so I I sort of remember watching the UK Office and not getting it and thinking like, who's this awful awful man on the telly who's being a dick to everyone and being like you know doing these stupid dances and all that kind of thing and I didn't really get it at all. So I figured that the US Office would be the same, but like 
awful and loud mm. and American like you said you thought it would be mm. um, so I'd always just avoided it anyway and then my girlfriend at the time was like no it's actually brilliant it's a really good show you'd really like it let's watch it together yeah. um, and I once we got past the first series I became so hooked on the storylines and the fact it goes on for nine seasons nine gives, seasons yeah there are nine seasons of the US office and each one's about 23 episodes or some of them fuck are, me what some of them are a bit shorter but um how many uk ones are there like 12 tw- tw- 12 plus two christmas specials yeah wow but i might okay. have overestimated slightly there might not be there are nine seasons it might be shorter in terms of the number of no episodes, no i but, think you're fine but there but there's there are I mean, whenever you've got that many episodes of something there obviously some of them are going to be a bit worse than others but i the, mean i watch lost by season six <laughs> nah nah well there's like it's I think the fact that there's so much of it means that there's room for all these characters to breathe and develop and you sort of you see relationships ebb and flow and things mm. like that across the series and that I really like that like seeing who seeing the relationship between Pam and Jim which is sort of the main romance in the whole series right. um, is... and that's John Krasinski and uh, I've forgotten Jenna, Jenna Fisher, Jenna, right. Jenna Fisher yeah. uh, right the only reference point I've got is like different gifts is that the one where the girl says they're both the same picture yeah, yeah. Right, okay, that, right, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. And then the boss is the one who goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the, the boss is Steve Carell. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah, and Jim is John Krasinski, the, the, uh, the guy from the A Quiet Place and all of that sort of thing. Just, um, just, what? <laughs> a Quiet Place? Is that a, it's a horror film. film? Yeah, it's a horror film oh, that he directed. I've not seen that. Um, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of the theme. <laughs> uh, but the yeah anyway the point is that like the the current you see these relationships develop and like when the show starts pam's in a relationship with somebody else and jim's chasing him and trying to or chasing her and trying to kind of uh prove to her that he loves her and all this kind of stuff in a slightly creepy way but it's not as creepy as i've made it just sound uh, mm. and then you know they eventually get married and you know have kids and you see all of the relationship change across the nine seasons and that's one of the things that i really like about it is that you get to have these like meaningful relationships with the characters oh. that you, I don't think you get in the like the relationship in the UK office between uh, is it Tim, Tim Tim and Dawn Tim and Dawn yeah um, so that's Martin Freeman and Lucy Davis Carrot yes. Jasper yes. Carrot's daughter yes. daughter yeah daughter what Jasper daughter. Carrot's daughter yeah. yeah that's another name I don't believe is real it, it isn't funny enough, enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning a lot about more about you than the office in the podcast <laughs> Um, the only thing I she... know about her is that she, in the in the Netflix series um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina she plays Anne brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I see cuz I sort of from the office like I wasn't impressed with that but actually that the uh, Sabrina Yeah. She's great in that. Yeah, she is good, really, isn't really good. Yeah. The woman who, who plays Zelda in that uh, was in I watched the 1995 version of Jumanji yesterday. Oh, scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really terrifying. Good. I watched that, and then I watched It Chapter Two afterwards. And oh. Jumanji is genuinely scarier than It Chapter <laughs> yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But she's in that as well. I forgot that she's in it like really briefly at the at the start, and mm. it was very exciting. If I can jump on your thing about American Office, do you know why those American shows have so many episodes? Like why they always have like over a hundred episodes? Uh, money. Apart from the money, but, it's good. but it basically is money, so it's syndication. So basically, if you get over 100 episodes or something, a channel will buy it in syndication, which means yeah. they will just like play it forever on a loop, and right. so you get tons of money. Yeah. And the reason this is awful is because, do you remember after Charlie Sheen got fired from 
Two and a Half Men, he had his own sitcom called Anger Management. Yes. And if you look at the if you look at the series listing, series one of Anger Management has ten episodes, and series two has ninety episodes, and that is because they literally wrote it and made it so they could get to hundred episodes and then sell it off. So that is why American television is shit for that wow. exact reason. But you could argue that more is better, and like you could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> That quality over quantity phrase, I always, I always thought like, about, and I think it, it comes back in here. Like, I think, I genuinely think the UK office is like fourteen episodes, and a there isn't a duff one among them, but also it, it, it both leaves you want, wanting more and kind of tells a complete story. So you get everything you need in fourteen episodes, and then it's done, and then you can move on with your life to something else. He still Whereas, made a fucking film though, didn't he? Well, yeah. Milky, see, milky. this is one thing I refuse to accept it as. Mm any part of the original office because again it happened after the 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 David David Brent life on the road which is I mean genuinely one of the most horrendous British film spin-offs of a British comedy series and that's you know that's not a high bar to clear because you have like Beyond the Buses films (laughs) Kevin and Perry go large Kevin and Perry go large is brilliant I went to say Kevin and Perry go large with my mum and dad (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah. So did I, in fact. That was another I had on VHS. Was uh, another film I watched far too, far too inappropriately. Oh no, this yeah. was in a cinema. Yeah. Um, are there any good British film spin-offs or British comedy Films. series? There's not many. Uh, there was the Mrs. Brown Boys the movie. I think that was a uh, five stars in Empire. I think. Harry um, Harry Hill the movie. Harry Hill the Harry movie. Harry Hill is you leave him alone. Leave yeah, him but Harry Hill the movie. That's, I bet, I bet it's funny. I bet it's uh, funny. I'll take that bet. I bet it's funny. Um, <laughs> Bad <laughs> Education, the movie. I'm trying to make Jack Whitehall a film star. Is that a... F- oh, that shit. is genuinely oh. a thing that happened. I might be the only person who remembers it. I might have dragged it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what the programme is. Bad, Bad Education was a terrible sitcom that... Uh, it was a Jack Whitehall vehicle for him to play. He played a teacher in it. Um, and it was just him being like, hey, look, I'm the cool teacher, but I'm a bit silly sometimes. And you're like... You know that thing Jack Whitehall does that doesn't make you laugh? Yeah. Oh, right. I don't know how much I'm allowed to slag, slag off popular British memes, but I'm assuming it's it's okay. I met I Jack Whitehall so. once. He seemed fine. Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> so, I can't comment on his comedy, but as a person, he seemed, yeah. seemed nice. So the people we met, right, my tenuous link to The Office is that I taught Mackenzie Crook's son the drums. Oh, that's pretty that cool. Is, so that's um, quite good for story. a while. Did you ever meet Mackenzie Crook? I did. How, how, see, I, so I'm interested in this. I know mm. people who've also met mm. Mackenzie Crook. So oh, right. We all know people. What, right? was, <laughs> what was your opinion of Mackenzie Crook? Um, he was just there. He was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Shorter than I was expecting. And then just sort of went, all right, he's got to be finished in an hour. And I was like, all right. Because he, he was a bit. farmer. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember what he sounded like, really. Um, um, and then, but his, his son was really cool because... Um, we, I was teaching them, like, what the annoying thing was, right, it was in Muswell Hill, and we out of the three lads that were there, we worked out that one of them's dad had presented the other one's dad with a BAFTA that year, and I was getting 10 quid. <laughs> 10 quid an hour, right? And then, then um, the little kid was really cool, and I said, you've got to do, so I was teaching them, like, rock beat number one. So it's like, do that three times, fourth bar, you can do whatever you want, right? So he, I said, like, right, go on, then you small boy do that and he went put your sticks down stood up and told us a story about a hedgehog <laughs> which I was like yeah no fair play that's really good <laughs> uh, 
yeah, that's wow. Yeah. I've, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a story about someone learning to play drums, um, but just uh, my brother was taught to play the drums by Sting's brother. Oh, well, right. Which sounds cool, doesn't it? But Sting's brother apparently was just some bloke who turned up and went, oh, yeah, I'm Sting's brother, by the way. And, like, we've got no <laughs> idea whether it actually was. Yeah. But, like, loads of people seem to claim that he was that he was Sting's brother, but they, none of them could produce any evidence. So we, we've still got no idea if it is Sting's brother Would you brother need a birth certificate in order to believe them? Or would a picture suffice? Well, it, like he didn't even have the same surname as Sting, so I don't, I don't think. Are you going to now question Sting. if Sting is his real name? Or not? <laughs> yeah, Sting's a weird. Sting's a weird name. I think he's because Sting's name's Gordon Sumner, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was because he had a stripey jumper or something. <laughs> yeah, that is genuinely why he, no, got, is, he used yeah. to get called is that, is Sting. That really and yeah. if you go through when I go through Newcastle Uni in the morning, there's a big thing that says "Come to Newcastle Uni because Sting." Has gotten honorary degree, and it's like, oh, so come to Newcastle Uni because Sting didn't. <laughs> Great. Is, is that is that the most mundane origin for a rock star's stage name ever? That he just wore. Well, no, apparently Mick Fleetwood is just his name. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about like um, who else is there that has uh, that has a good say? The Edge. Why is the Edge called the Edge? Uh, Do we know this? For the same reason that. Sting is now called Sting because he wore a jumper with a neck. Right, there's so, I can't be asked. I'm not getting paid for this. So I can't be asked to write actual jokes. But there's something to do. How with, are there's fucking there's how many about, comedians about, are in this room? This better be funny. No, it's not. But there's something in there about Sting <laughs> doing tantric sex, so he's edging, and that's why the edge is called the edge. There's something in it. Well, so in this scenario, because Sting having Sting, se- <laughs> the edge and Sting are having sex in this origin story. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, we're breaking all kinds of new stories. <laughs> the thing with Sting Wait is till the he, mail hear this podcast. The, the thing with Sting is when he has sex, it breaks off after he's put it in the first time. Like, <laughs> this is getting very. Like, like oh, a, so anyway, like um, I'm upset now. So David Brent very is a tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to say any of these things? It's what, Willie? To... No, you're not allowed to say Willie. How many listeners does this podcast get? Oh, no, oh, oh, How many people am I not allowed to look in the eye anymore? Nope. Does anyone. No one listens to it, do they? No, that's fine. That's not a thing. Sting's listening at home, furiously <laughs> ringing the lawyers now. Furiously not masturbating. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's been a long day. What about Flea? <laughs> Why is he called Flea? Um, <laughs> it's probably some really traumatic like drug story. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. You really brought it down, Jake. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Probably don't bother watching The Office. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, like, you haven't really convinced us yet. Like, what? Like, what is? Why is it better than other things? What? Like, what is? What makes you go like, oh, I love this? Why do I love The Office? Because um, it can't be. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> no, to, to, to be fair, see, this is an interesting thing. Like now, now knowing Ricky Gervais and going to watch it, you probably might That's not it. like it. That's this it. Is it's tinged with if, tragedy. Yeah, if maybe you didn't see it before he became all shit and hateful, maybe it's not as good. But I would say his performance is still really genuinely good, mm. and it is the only genuinely good performance he's given. Because let's face it, even in like extras. Ricky Gervais is basically playing Ricky Gervais. Mm. And then he did Derek, which, you know, I'm not going to call Derek a good performance, really. And no. then after that, he just does more Ricky Gervais. He's an atheist, don't you know? Mm-hmm. But as <laughs> David <he>? Brent... <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Uh, but as David Brent, he's genuinely really, really good. Um, 
and you can see tons of that in basically any even vaguely cringy comedy now they're kind of a bit David Brent it's like Staff Let's Flats for example is brilliant you don't have that without David Brent and mm-hmm. The Office I'm going to guess that's going to be the next Aww. episode of shows you haven't no, seen no I love it Excellent. I, I, I watched good. it all like in a weekend and ah oh, it was great so, so that you don't Wonderful. get without The Office and I think The Office just genuinely still holds up as incredibly funny ridiculously kind of influential so mm. like all not just including like the US office but any of those kind of modern American sitcoms that are a mockumentary I don't think happens without the office kind of bringing that format to s- such a huge level um, but did he not get that off sort of like Spinal Tap but then between Spinal Tap and the office there are so few iconic mockumentaries that basically mm. I mean you can trace back to Spinal Tap but certainly in terms of doing it as a TV sitcom, mm. it comes back to The Office. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those shows where there are tons of gags you miss for the first time because it's it is incredibly quick. Mm. There's throwaway lines. I mean, it's kind of ruined my life in an extent, but I can't. <laughs> I probably quote it every day to yeah. to people's great annoyance and frustration. But yeah. I still think the the scripts and the jokes still hold up now. And it's coming up to what? It's well over twenty years now. I think the first series what? was two thousand. Oh wow. Okay. So, See, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a telly yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're working out why you haven't seen it. Yeah. But yeah, so I think To be even, fair though, I didn't have a telly when space started. But you know what? I made the effort because uh, it looked true. good. Well, you know, it's, it's it's another good show, which Ricky Gervais is in. People he forget is. he's in space. No, and I people don't. also forget <laughs> Ricky Gervais was sort of on telly before The Office. Of course he was. Yeah, yeah. Because it seemed, because I think, it, well, for me, it always just seems like you've kind of. Show. Exactly, yeah, but yeah. I think most people forget about it. I don't think The 11 Fox Show is bad. I think most remembered. people you know are young. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, do it, doing comedy in Newcastle, that's, that's not always the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, and then obviously you had Meet Ricky Gervais as well, another forgotten show because it mm. was not very good. <laughs> but like uh, but yeah it does seem like he sort of just David Brent it was such a huge kind of ridiculous iconic thing mm. and it has probably overshadowed everything he's done since and I don't think he's ever done anything close to that good again extras is very good but even that I don't consider nearly the same level like, mm. I think I think I agree that it's it, you know the, the UK one has got all of these great things about it that have been uh, influential and have made things paved the way for loads of stuff um but it doesn't have dwight in it though and dwight's the best thing about any any tv ever Um, so is dwight dwight is gareth or is that the equivalent equivalent, equivalent. better is dwight brought broader you know sort of (laughs) appealing to the cheap seats is is dwight the thank you gif but the thank you gif not the thank you gif um maybe i don't know i don't he's like he looks sad and he goes thank you like that I don't know. I, I don't and know he's what got that a is. yellow shirt yes, and a him. tie and glasses. Yes, and yes, he looks a bit like me. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, <laughs> Dwight is the one of the best comedy characters in all of sitcom. I think like he's and he is based on Gareth, but I think the way Gareth is done isn't as fun or as interesting. Like there's no. It, I feel sorry for Gareth, whereas I don't feel sorry for Dwight. I, I mm. like I, I enjoy. He's super confident in himself in a way that I think Gareth pretends to be but isn't and like I think Gareth's life is quite sad I think that's why I like Gareth and The Office with things that's such a British thing of like every, I think every character in the original Office you you could say you kind of feel sad for and I think it's that with 
all like good British comedy characters, I think, have an element of tragedy and an element of sadness because I think we sort of empathise with that a lot more. Whereas America, I think, is I don't think you get losers in the same like when you compare Michael Scott to David Brent mm-hmm. in terms of being losers. Michael Scott is still several rungs above him in society. I yeah, think. I suppose Michael Scott uh, does end up getting married to a woman who's won an Oscar and uh, you know um, I mean not in the show but the, the actress who's in it, uh, it it goes has has won an Oscar so uh, but um, the well that's the other thing about the US office is I would rather watch sexy people on the telly than not sexy people uh, so like you got like, a thing for that uh, Rain Wilson do you? Rain Wilson is weirdly like attractive <laughs> like uh, Wilson. He that's, plays Dwight. that's Dwight sorry yeah. sorry oh should, right right yeah. but like not in the oh, office oh I have this but... image of this like beautiful woman no no <laughs> Rain Wilson no, and it just shattered there are loads oh. of really speaking as a straight man uh, there are lots of uh, like fit lasses uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking as a straight man I'll say the straightest man yeah, yeah, yeah. fit lasses um, in, <laughs> beautiful women yeah there are lots of beautiful women um, cool. in the office in the US office yeah. I mean I'm sure there are in the UK office no. as well but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lu- Lu- Lucy Davis is an attractive woman but otherwise I, it's, not, it's not a huge I think she's yeah. the only can't think of any other women. There are it. there are women in it, but not feel, in terms of there's, there's. I feel like in the UK one, women were the butt of jokes. No, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think like or like lasses that would just go ooh and walk away from them rather than being. No, involved I don't think so. I would them. definitely say there's a thing in that women aren't hugely represented in, <laughs> in the British office, but then I suppose really there is only David, Tim, Dawn, Gareth. But, and then everyone else is very much the most boring names ever aren't they Tim D- Dawn Gareth you've got oh yeah as opposed to Dwight. Jim and Michael <laughs> yeah, no, but you've we're discovering Dwight. you have an odd thing for names like Mick Fleetwood is this glamorous evocative <laughs> name to you like G- Jim Pam oh sexy exotic American oh, names oh Mick you can fleet my wood anytime <laughs> <laughs> oh come here Daryl like what's what's, Dar- going, what's Dar- going on Jake Daryl's a good example of a character who's brilliant right because, who's Daryl uh, he He's um, Craig Robinson. Do you know Craig Robinson, no. the actor? He, uh, he works in the warehouse, I believe. Yeah. Oh, he's, I bet he's mental. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's the whole warehouse. No, oh, oh no, I won't let him out the front. Oh, no. Well, no, because yeah. it's more like everyone else in the show is mental. And he's like, a, a, there are a couple of characters who they place throughout the show who represent what a person in real life would be like in this situation. And, uh, like, right. and D- Daryl's sort of like that, where he is kind of like, just a normal bloke who's quite professional who's trying to do his job right. and doesn't really want to deal with all the shit mm. and so he is there to, to to see what would happen if you put Michael Scott who's this absolute ridiculous character who would never really exist in real life in a real workplace a bit right. like um, the Frank Grimes in The Simpsons when they put him in to be like what would, what would it be like if a real person was in this world that mm. is inhabited by crazy people um, and I think that there are a couple of people like that in the US office and I think it has the ability to do that mm-hmm. because it's got a much wider cast and that's another thing I really like about it is that as the series goes on after series two or three um, the sort of background characters who have just been sort of like Angela in HR or whatever uh, become real proper characters who've mm-hmm. got story arcs and things like that and you get to learn about them and the, the rest of the office and also I think partially because I've worked in an office for like 15 years like I, it, it's very 
and this, I mean, this is true yeah. of the, the UK one as well, but I think more so in the US one because you you see more of it. See, that's what put me off. I was like, I see this all day, every yeah. day. Fuck but this. I like the it thing that it... most related to my office environment was the secretaries in the green wing. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty fucking spot on, actually. <laughs> I think I, I really enjoyed it, especially sort of going into work in an office as a younger person who'd never worked in an office before and everyone else there was a bit older than me and I felt a bit weird being like 21 in this office full of 45 year old men and stuff and oh I see there's when because again like, female officers they love a young lad yeah they'll oh yeah no. I bet he knows all about computers <laughs> yeah. but yeah it was I don't know I just I felt like it really it really gets although it is silly and ridiculous and over the top it does base everything on real world situations that might happen that you can imagine mm. that have been taken to the absolute uh, pinnacle of, of ridiculousness like you know so they don't jump the shark they just no I, I, keep I'd it say maybe simple. towards the end of the series this things start to get towards jumping the shark territory but right. uh, but not too badly the, there's just sort of a couple of things where there's like it ends on a big wedding like most American sitcoms do and mm. like it feels a little bit when convenient you... um, but yeah it, I, I think I think that's another thing I like about it. It goes, it goes on for the perfect amount of time. I think if it had gone, which is, which is nine seasons, fifteen years. <laughs> well, but I think if it had gone on another series, it's because mm. part of the main cast had started to disappear after that point. Right. Um, like Steve Carell leaves after season seven, and then you you see other people become and then it limps on. No, it's, it's I think because I like, I like a, a, a normal office would be like one person. And then over the course of five years, just every fucker else just leaves. Yeah, and yeah, they just yeah, get yeah. replaced by oh, yeah. more and more and more people. These people and... in both programs have very few career ambitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. One part of this is for the bonus stuff, which you only get if you are a Patreon. Uh, so, you know. What, what's the Patreon the address? The Patreon address is patreon.com forward slash felt note. Or as my mum calls it, note much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so what what you what I would like you to do is if there's like one clip that you could show me mm-hmm. that just encapsulates why you love it, why it's so good, and then I would watch that, and then that that would I would decide whether or not to watch it. Okay, do you want to go first? Um, I've got to think. Cause I've got to avoid a clip with Ricky Gervais in. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. Do you want mind. us to actually show you the clip now, or just talk to you about off it? Off it. Off it. Off it. Right. Okay. okay. No. That's fine. Yeah, so like, if it, but yeah, anything, any, any last sort of. I would, if I was going to pick a, a, a clip of that Special show. Special points. If I was going to pick a clip of the, uh, of the US office to, to show you, I think it would probably be, even though you took the piss out of it earlier, the bit about the, the bit where the cat goes through the roof and everything. Like, right. it's part of this ridiculous set piece, cold open bit of the show that, uh, where. Dwight is set, is pretending to set fire to the office to prove a, a point that they're not prepared for a safety fire drill type thing, but it goes absolutely ridiculous, and you know they all start panicking and trying to break through doors and the screaming and trying to get over each other and everything like that. See, um, I get that because I'm my office is fire warden, and I don't know yeah, yeah. where any of the fire exits are. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you because no one's that, ever told me. They went on a course and they went, "Your job as fire warden is to know where the exits are." And I said, "Where are they?" And he went, "I don't know." And then, like <laughs> now, I've got a orange vest. <laughs> <laughs> orange, uh, weirdly, the colour of fire. I know, so that's right? Not help anyone? <laughs> <laughs> But I think I would show you that clip right. because I think that's the... Uh, it's it's not my favourite clip of the show ever, but I think right. it's a really good example of why I like it and what, what sort of 
you see also you see each of the main characters in that doing something that's very stereotypical of that character so you get a good idea of who's who and, and what they care about and that kind of thing but um, so yeah I would go with that uh, before I go have you got anything you want to plug you've got a tour haven't I've you? got a tour a tour um, yeah I'm doing my uh, stand up show uh, it's called Neurotica I did it at the Edinburgh Fringe I'm doing it on tour next year um, and uh, that's finishing in a bit with a big gig at the Stand Comedy Club in Newcastle on the 27th of February which is a Monday night. Um, tickets are available for that. They're only a fiver, so you might as well, uh, you know, even if you've never seen me before, you think I'm shit. It's only five pound, no, isn't go, it? Yeah, go do it. Yeah. Oh, Jake, do you know what? I'm 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 busy that night. Like I really am. Like I've. I'm... Well, fuck you then, Kelly. <laughs> no, I, I really was going to ask you to the... open for me. So I'm doing... no, I'm doing the Edinburgh stand. Uh, All right, fair enough. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've got that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if you're not in the northeast, I'm doing dates in. Uh, Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, and then two dates in London at the Vaults Festival. Oh, what year have you got a tour? No, you uh, haven't, have you? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm driving around a lot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that's just for my own fun. Right. Um, I'll give a plug to Felt Out Radio, which uh, <gasps> myself, Jake, and Elaine Robertson are doing. So we're interviewing a variety of interesting, fun, cool people. That's um, me out there, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you haven't been asked yet. Um, <laughs> the first yeah. episode's with uh, Manfred Mann. And, uh, <laughs> We're getting uh, Mick Fleetwood on to ask about the origin of his name. Yeah, bringing him back from the dead. Um, I, I presume he's dead, I don't know. Uh, but yes, that, that was a good thing Breaking to... Breaking news. <laughs> good thing to, to plug, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. And I, I suppose I've got another podcast as well, if you want, uh, which is about Star Trek, but no one oh. likes that, so don't bother. Oh. But <laughs> I like classic Trek. Yeah, well, we talk about all sorts of Star Trek. Uh, okay. It's called Red Shirts Cast, and uh, we've done like 200 episodes of that, and that exists out in the world wherever you get podcasts. Yay. So you can go and find that. Um, and there's special Christmas episodes as well. If this is going to come out before Christmas, go and listen to those. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next Christmas. All right. Thank you, Harry Ford, and thank you, Jake Donaldson. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'll watch the little clips, and you know, we'll see. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.